Welcome to Techno and Travel, the podcast of Tunes and Wings. My name is Sabine Spätling and today I'll take you on a journey of Timo Maas. We all know Timo Maas' professional background. Grammy nominations, DJM producers since more than 30 years, remixes for Madonna, Paul McCartney, Depeche Mode, Muse and many more. What a distinguished career. In this interview, you find out about the person behind the one standing in the spotlight, about his inner drive, his love and passion for music, about balance in life, traveling and what's important to create a sustainable career in the music business. Enjoy! Timo Maas, thank you so much for having this phone call today with Tunes and Wings and welcome to our podcast interview. Thank you very much. You're more than welcome. <laughs> so we all know your professional background. Um, you're a musician since right from the beginning and by the end of the 80s when, when techno and electronic music got big. You're a fantastic DJ and producer with residencies in famous clubs worldwide, um, Grammy nominations, and last but not least, you made remixes for great musicians like Madonna, Paul McCartney, Depeche Mode, and many more. Mm -hmm. Hats off for that. <laughs> What an inspiring way in Korea. I mean, that's just wow. Congratulations on that. Thank um, you so many press releases and interviews exist about that highlights in your career already. So what I want to talk about with you today is the person Timo Maas. So I'm inviting you now to introduce yourself to the community. <laughs> okay, my name is uh, Timo Maas. I am uh, 48 years old. I am a professional DJ since uh, more than 23 years now. I am all over DJing since more than 35 years. And um, what can I say? I think the best language I actually speak is music. Yeah, yeah. With so many great productions already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... And when we talked um, yesterday, just uh, five minutes on the phone, you mentioned that you're, you love cooking as well, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, that's um, that's basically in German uh, we we in, we would say my Steckenpferd. I, mm -hmm. uh, I I absolutely love that music and cooking has has been my uh, hobby since I was a very young child, to be very honest. And uh, when when you know people asked me when it was around like 10 11 or so and they asked me hey what do you want to do when you when you grow up i said well either i want to be a dj or i want to be a chef yeah and um i mean i actually i became a telecommunication electronic <laughs> but in the beginning but um my love was always with music which i discovered in very early years as the best way of communication with the so-called outside world And uh, on the other hand, you know, I always loved cooking. I always, you know, I was always like uh, very much triggered by food, to be mm -hmm. honest. And then with traveling over the years, you know, in my profession, I always had the opportunity of um, like learning a lot of new things uh, about kitchen, about uh, foods, about herbs, about spices, about whatever, uh, food culture in general. And so, you know, in the end of the day, I'm still playing music, producing music, and um, I love my cooking and I love my food. 
Yeah. What would you say, um, because you mentioned that you already traveled 98 countries, um, mm -hmm. which impact has traveling on your mindset? Oh, wow, the absolutely massive impact. And it's also what, I, what I'm trying to teach my, uh, my uh, older daughter also. It's like, if, it's like, let traveling be your target for the future because in the end of the day, to learn about um, uh, other cultures, not just food or music or so, but to learn about other cultures, to meet interesting people, um, it's just traveling is, is the essence. It has opened my, the, you know, the, my spectrum of thinking and understanding like so massively. It's like, you know, I'm, when I'm really thankful about something, then probably about this. Mm. Um, What because, would you say, which, yeah. which um, country um, had the, the greatest impact? <laughs> Deutschland. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't divide the impact on my influences by country, but I think the sum of it all, you know, to understand that you know, not everything works everywhere in the world like the way we know it and the way we do it, mm -hmm. um, is possibly the essence of it. It's like every country is different. There is similarities in most of the countries. The cultural difference, the mentality difference is is sometimes quite big, but very, very interesting. It's like, you know, it's like, I hope that I can do this also like uh, more years to just learn more because it's like, it's, it, it, it kinds, it's, it's kind of an addiction to travel. Mm. And it's having the horizon. And, and to learn about new things and to meet new people and to do something that is uh, just, not really in the schedule of a normal life in a so-called normal life yeah yeah and and from the from the big world back to <laughs> where you are living um you already mentioned that you've got kids and um yeah with your family you're living in a small village at the countryside in germany um, yeah that's absolutely right yeah would you say that your creativity comes from silence Part of it, yes. I, I would say it's a good mix. It's yin and yang. It's a good mix mm -hmm. of like uh, the traveling, the experience out there, the communication uh, with my friends and colleagues and fans and, and, and all that. And then on the other hand, I, I'm you know everyone's different. I just like get my power back when I'm like when I'm coming back after long weekends or tours, like exhausted home. I get my power back really, yeah, from like from quietness and nature. On the other hand, I, I, I'm looking outside the window right now, see the blue sky and the forest right in front of me. And um, to be very honest with you, this is like, you know, this is how I really love to recharge my batteries. Although a beach is a cool thing too, but I mean, yeah. um, it's, it's like, I, I like to live here in the countryside instead of like the big city or so. For my kids, it's great. Um, until a certain age, and then you know, then of course I was I will support to uh, what I said before. I will support them to 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 open their mind to travel to like learn more about the world in like seeing more of the world. But for right now, it's it's like it's quite quite perfect here. It's yeah, you know. And I nice mean, it, it keeps feet on the ground. I mean, you're, you're traveling a lot. You've got a lot of lots of gigs. Um, you're in big cities most of the time when you're playing. Yeah. So I think um, coming back to that yin yang thing, um, that's actually a, a quite good balance. 
it's totally important for me. I am, I am generally, I mean, I've, I've basically very shortly said, I've seen everything. I've done everything. Yeah. Mm. Um, um, it's like, for me, it's very important to keep my feet on the ground, as people say, uh, because I'm working in show business. So show and business. Yeah. And um, uh, the so-called real life, the daily life, the school and kindergarten and, and, you know, just the, you know, just the daily things that happen to everyone and every family, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, it's like, I like to have this and it's also important for me. I take my job very seriously, but after all those years, I can't really take all those like attitudes mm. as an example, all those attitudes, not really seriously, to be very honest with yeah. you. I think still there's a lot of people out there in the business that misunderstand that this is how, on, on, no matter on what level, but it's show business. Yeah. It's show and it's business. And I believe and, your, your family and kids, they show you every day which person you really are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they oh, are yeah. not, no, like, not um, that, that um, happy about that dad traveling in the world and being in the, the spotlight all the time. <laughs> no, I mean, it's like, of, of course, my, like, One kid is only one year. She doesn't. She doesn't understand yet. But the other one is thirteen now, and she very much understands um, what I am doing, etc., etc. But I, she, she's not even as an example. She's um, in school. She's in seventh in seventh grade at the moment uh, at the gymnasium in, uh, in in the little city here close by. And uh, they were talking about the Beatles in music, in, in music lessons, like recently, about like a month or two ago. And in fact, I am, or I was nominated with a Beatle for a Grammy. Yeah. And uh, she didn't even talk about this in school. She, 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 she thought now it's just like it's just you know it's it's my dad's job. Even though, but she, but she didn't talk about this. Not that she was embarrassed. It, she wasn't embarrassed. She just thought now nah, it's just like. You know, it just it's it it just sounds too weird for like the her classmates, etc., etc. That she just doesn't want to kind of like overpower the thing. You know, with like this whole like my dad thing. She's mm -hmm. totally not on this, which I really like. Although I said, hey, at least you should tell your teacher. You know, it's like that your teacher knows. You know that there is at least a connection, and you know, you know, you know who the Beatles are. Yeah. And, and, and you know the music etc etc and she was just like yeah maybe I do at some point but I thought it was not convenient at the time so okay whatever it's your choice so yeah I as I say I like this I I, I, I like this so-called normal life it's not so normal obviously the people here on the countryside they know what I do for them it is like you know they see me in still in a kind of like a, a little bit brighter than possibly the, the normal fabric worker or the um, or uh, the sales uh, person in the supermarket, anything like that. But um, that's their point of view. I don't behave differently or so, anything like that. And I am actually quite comfortable. I don't get bothered or anything like that. You know, it's like, it's, it's, I would not live here when I would, wouldn't be comfortable with the whole situation. Yeah. And I mean, that speaks for you as a dad when you're, daughter is not or doesn't feel like yeah i need to tell anybody or everyone who might no, I, i just told her does I, yeah i just told her already years ago 
you know, just by examples, I told her what, you know, what happened to me when I was like talking about what I do. And I mean, it's me. And then in the end of the day, what effect this can have on her. It's like, it's like, of course, you're proud, I said. But then on the other hand, it's like, it's like the Germans are always very jealous. And it's mm. quite a hard way to reach a certain level of jealousy towards me. Yeah, It yeah. was a long way to the people are actually jealous. Well, then I explained her just by examples that, you know, that it's not always, it's great to shine, but it's not always the right way to do. And, um, and I said, it could be a backlash on you. And then they yeah. say, oh, yeah, look, she's always, you know, she's always talking about the dad and said, and by the end of the day, I said, you're such a nice girl, but this would put you in a bad light. It's a very sensitive thing. With your best friends, okay, you know, mention, but she's just not like that. Of course, she loves it and she appreciates, but she's not like walking around like this. And, you know, and like I know other examples from other halfway famous people with the kids, etc., where they just, you know, go completely crazy and just have an attitude which is like really just not nice. Yeah. Yeah, really, really nice, nice approach on that. Um, Important for me. Yeah. <laughs> so since right from the beginning of um, your career and also, which is also the beginning of techno and house music in Germany, yeah. at the beginning of the 80s, um, yeah, with Acid House, etc., you were one of the persons pushing this new culture forward um, how did it feel back then? Did you have the feeling you're part of something new that's just evolving and starting? Um, yes. Um, I mean, I started teaching in 82. I would say like the first like real contact to house music or to like the early form of house music was like mid 80s. Mm. Yeah. When I like discovered like the first kind of like asset house tracks. Yeah. By future, by the way, it was like back in '85 or so. Um, it it was very interesting. It was like towards like the end of the '80s. It was like you know there was this we we didn't call it like techno or house music at the time. We called it like maybe rave music or anything mm -hmm. like that, which was mainly like a little bit USA, but mainly UK that was like yeah. coming over to be interested in. To this new sound was just not interest into a new sound. It was always also, and this is the biggest difference uh, possibly um, to the times of today. It's like we had no idea it's a new music style. We had no idea it's like it's got to be equivalent to rock music, hip hop music, you know, to anything like that. For us, it was a. Um, we expressed, as I always say we, because it's like it was a community that expressed their difference to the normal, to the normality in listening to this music and in also discovering a, a, another way of parting, another way of enjoying music. Um, you know, with like the early like house parties, techno parties, there was, there was nothing like this before. You know, before that we only had like, clubs, discos, yeah? Mm. And as I said, I grew up on the countryside that were playing basically everything and this is what I also did like in the 80s basically, playing everything and then more and more involving like this uh, so-called like electronic music into my sets and and uh, not always getting really understood for what I was doing there. But then on the other hand, it was like, 
you know, it was a subculture. We created a subculture. Mm. We identified ourselves um, to the normal public in listening to this music and in our uh, behavior and attitude, uh, what we what we did when we went partying. It was just different to everyone else. It's like, you know, when when I, you know, early 90s or so, when I was like going to some, let's say, like gay clubs in Hanover mm -hmm. or so, just because they played like the, this yeah. kind of music over there. It's like, it's like my, my, you know, my colleagues from work or so, they said, oh, you go into this gay things there and, and what is this kind of music? And it's like, you know, it's, I said, it's different. And you know what? It's like those people don't give a fuck about gay, not gay, uh, political things or uh, racist things or anything like that. We listen to music and we dance. And this is something different. We are not pre-opinioned anyhow. We just love music and we love to be together and have this feeling together, mm. which is a lot more simpler than today, but also a lot more of a community and a lot more of a of an eingeschworener Kreis, a lot yeah. more of a of like a, a close community, really, um, that just felt also not just was different, also felt different to everyone else. And I really loved that. I and I really appreciate that that I had the chance to be part of this like a little wheel in this whole thing, you know, that was like yeah. building up. It was in these years. Every year they said, ah, it's, you know, next year it's over. Ah, next year it's over. Ah, next year it's the next thing. But no, it was just growing, growing, growing until the day of today. We're now in 2018 and it's like it was growing every year since. And it's like I, I would never have believed that it will be my, my profession also and I will make my money and take care of my family due to my love to music. I, it was just not in my head in the early <laughs> years. It was something, this is what I said, so I had another job, um, or I had a job, basically, I had communication <laughs> chronic, and, um, but I was always DJing, but I never thought that it would be my profession, but it is now since 23 years. On, uh, up and down, and, you know, like a sinus, but, you know, it is, it is going on since 23 years, and I hope it's going on for, like, more years, too. And what convinced or motivated you back then with your, yeah, um, safe job, how, how German people would call it, uh, yeah. nevertheless, to follow your passion and to make this as your profession and to follow the, the um, love to music? You just answered it. It was the love. <laughs> it was the love for the music. Yeah. And it was... It was, I mean, we are all, uh, uh, all of us, we are always looking for, you know, for like happiness hmm. in a way. This is, I think that's the target of possibly nearly everyone, apart from some grumpy assholes. <laughs> <laughs> But um, um, in the end of the day, I was not happy in the other job and I was very happy in what I did music wise. And when I think back, there was no security or no safety behind that. But I was just following my heart, mm. just following my heart. I, I, I was just thinking, hey, let's try it for a year. That was my target. I will try it for a year. I was pretty good in my in my old job too. So in tele telecommunication, um, it's also you know it's also was back in the days like a like a growing field. So I would have had. 
definitely the chance to do like other jobs like in the tele telecommunication field but yeah. it just didn't fulfill me it just didn't make me happy and um so i just basically followed my balls you know mm -hmm. just my eye gefühl and uh, and 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 just followed what i was feeling and not what was possibly logic or 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 phenomenal or you know yeah. i don't know i just i was just following just following my feelings. I was always the black sheep in the family anyways. So everyone was pointing, everyone was pointing me out because I was different, you know, because I was not liking what the others like, because I was not, uh, you know, saying yes to what, you know, my parents said or my family said or anything like that. I always, I, I was a very shy and a very introverted uh, person when I was very young. But then, on the other hand, I was very strong in my opinion of, the, of of what I am doing, yeah, what I'm doing, and I was always believing very strongly that I can reach certain levels. No idea which levels, but that I can reach a lot more that I can see from my point of view of today in the future. That was my thinking. Yeah, the and thank God you followed your path. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm happy I did it. I don't yeah. regret nothing. I think the whole world is happy that you did it. <laughs> <laughs> the whole world! Yeah. Um, on the 1st of March, you'll be um, in Munich as a speaker <laughs> for the MixCon, which is a DJ and producer um, fair. And um, so your topic will be for your speech, what you need to build a long-lasting career. Yeah, let's say... I mean, in the end of the day, I'm I'm 48. Combined, we have a lot of experience, a lot of, as I say, sinuses, you know, peaks of careers, and then it goes down again, and then yeah. it peaks up again, and et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, you know, it's like, I'm not really preparing myself. I'm not like sitting at home and, you know, kind of like preparing a speech, but I'm um, I'm very much looking forward to like this kind of like open discussion and open like talk. Uh, about this next week and um, let's say I have ine enough experience to talk about certain things I'm not really you know a technical person I have nothing to do with like technical issues or so what we're talking about it has a lot to do with like I think experience motivation mm. and and a relatively clear overview of what is necessary to exactly have a career in a you know in a in, in, in such a complex business as music business. Yeah, and I mean that fits exactly what we talked about before, yeah, um, exactly. following your path, following your passion but mm -hmm. what, what I really find interesting is that you, you had that one year line so that you told yourself hey, I will do this now for one year mm. if it doesn't work out, I could still go back. Um, is it important to you to support young talents in the music scene also to motivate them and to to give them back the experience that you already have. I mean, I am. I think it's 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 essential to share the experience with like the younger generation. It's absolutely essential. Although you cannot compare the times from like let's say back in the eighties when um, I kind of like you know started to 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 kind of like build the foundation of my career already. Um, it was different times. I mean, when I started DJing, a DJ wasn't even cool. Hmm. The, DJ, the DJ was the annoying guy, you know, it's like who, you know, plays the music, but also does like, you know, the, uh, the moderation for like, uh, 
Miss Schomburg uh, competitions <laughs> and shit like that. You know, it was part of the whole thing. And, 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 you know, it was like more than once, you know, that I, you know, uh, got a little bit in trouble with like the farmers here on the countryside on their parties when I was like making jokes of them, etc., etc. Et I was just not, you know, always the loved person or, you know, the DJ wasn't the loved person. Hmm. Today, it's a different thing. Today, it's a completely different thing. Today, it's like you can build up a career when you do this cleverly. Um, based on one track and the clever marketing strategy. Yeah. You know, put, put a little bit of money behind that. And I mean, I'm watching it's happening day by day. And, you know, sometimes it's just, you know, it's, 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 you know, I, 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 I mentioned the word foundation. Mm. These things are set up, but they don't have a foundation. So these people come up in the, you know, in the career, most of them come up, have one hit, you know, play one, two years, like, Top slots in any clubs for fees where I just shake my head about and yeah. Think, why, yeah, but um, and then they're gone. I mean, I've seen so many like coming and going over the years, and um, but uh, uh, to have a sustainable um, uh, career is a completely different thing. It's, yeah. uh, it's 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 <laughs> a lot of work. It's a lot of things you should see if you really take this seriously and not not just you know want to like kind of like you know fish what you can fish out in a certain amount of time because you're just having you know a hype for a little bit and then after that you do something else um i decided for myself to do this you know as long as i can really as like the major thing of my life and as i said i'm i'm, I'm i started my first dj things like this year is 36 years ago and um, it's more or less it's my whole life that I, you know, got my head around music, listening to music, making music, and 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 expressing my emotions with music too. And uh, yeah, well, I mean, I'm looking forward actually to next week. Yeah. And as a teaser to your speech, what would be your main advice for young talents? It's not a speech; it's an open discussion. But mm -hmm. uh, what is my? I don't know. I think the really the main thing is like be unique hmm. never copy anyone be unique I, I mean the field is big and and you know it seems like everything has been played and mixed and done and produced already but then from one day to another there is again a new like little micro trend there is again some artist with a unique kind of style with a unique kind of like trademark sound or even attitude, anything like that. Nowadays, it's not just the music. It's the music. It's like, it's how you present yourself on socials, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And it's like, I think the most important thing is, you know, be unique. Being just... authentic. Exactly. Yeah. And this is what I miss with a lot of, like, up-and-coming artists, the authenticity. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, it's uh, there's a little lack of that. I mean, there is... Um, A social media strategy, but not a person. <laughs> social media strategy is a completely different thing. I mean, it's like, um, I'm not struggling with that. You know, I have a, I have a very good team behind me um, doing this for me. But in the end of the day, I'm, I'm old school for me. In my thinking, I'm, imagine, I'm a musician, like in wider field, I'm a musician. I, I, I'm an entertainer. And um, I consider myself old, old school when I say I do this for the love of the music. Hmm. because it's like it's like it's you know social media the image etc what you what obviously is like purposely created um is, is has just taken over the real 
real thing. Yeah, and that's uh, also that, thriving you through downtimes as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Well, what can I say? I mean, it's like as I say, I I I completely understand what is like necessary these days. I would love, you know, people. Uh, DJs, producers get recognized by what they actually do and not what they pretend to be. Yeah. Um, and uh, but you know, it's it is it's. Uh, I can moan about it. I can love it or I can hate it. But it's reality. So I I adapt with that and try to you know squeeze out the best from my, in my own dress in my own career too. Obviously, and share my experience with like uh, younger colleagues with like. Uh, 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 colleagues that are possibly not experienced so much in certain fields and where I can kind of like, you know, help them and um, help them, you know, express themselves the best possible way and hopefully, you know, build up their careers too. It yeah. has worked a few times. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have supported people in the past and uh, some of them have, uh, have grown to world stars. Local Dice mm. is one example. I mean, I met him when he was a hip hop DJ and he was like uh, traveling with me for like four or five years as my tour manager in the beginning and later on the tour manager. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. This, uh -huh. this is how we started. We started traveling together in 2000 or 99 or 2000. We started traveling together. And as I said, he was a hip hop DJ at the time. And then I basically I introduced him into like the electronic field, introduced him into all the people. And where he stands today is one of the most influential. Uh, techno guys worldwide is like you know it's like obviously it's a career it's mm -hmm. not all based on what i taught him but but the foundation again mm. is something that i definitely shared with him and told him what to do and and uh with his very strong um with his very strong like energy he has he has built up an a massive international yeah. career out of this yeah. and it's like it's just another example that it can work also and how important it is to share your experience with like yeah. the younger generation and i mean you can give people a toolbox and what they make out of it that's the own authentic way it, it's not that easy as a toolbox it's i would say it's an individual thing because mm. it's not you cannot say you know this is like the 10 golden rules of, of building yeah. up a career <laughs> I would write a book out of that and, and probably would make a lot of money of that when it would all be the truth because everything is individual. Hmm. Every person, every other artist, every talent is individual. So it's like when I when I am working with uh, younger guys, when I am asked to uh, to help or when I simply share my 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 very individual thoughts, it's like, you know, it's everyone I share with, you know, everyone has different needs. Everyone is a different person, personality, and has a, has a different, like, kind of artistical approach. And so, uh, yeah, so I try to help as much as I can. I, I like to share, and it's great for me. And I'm not jealous. It's great for me to see when it works, because yeah. then it just confirms to me that, you know, that I'm not a bullshitter, basically, that, you know, the things that I say do like and feel uh, have you know have kind of a foundation. Hmm. Very nice words. <laughs> I could talk for you uh, with you for hours. <laughs> But, Amen. Um, <laughs> I think um, yeah. Coming to the to the last question, I would say for okay. today, <laughs> if a fairy would visit you and tell you that you've got three wishes for 2018, what would mm -hmm. it be? In, in terms of profession, in terms of the whole world, in terms of your family, whatever. Um, health, happiness, and no worries. 
Yay. <laughs> I mean, seriously, this is like this is all this is all I can this is all all I can wish for. Yeah. And if there are no worries, there will be love. That's always the point. Um, Isn't it? Yeah, that's Isn't the it? comparison, actually. Yeah, the, the is, polarity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like I'm on my mission for good. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Oh, great. And I'm so thankful having you in that interview today. Thank you for your world, words. Thank you for your insights. Um, I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you very much. What a great view on the things. I'm so grateful that Timo Maas shared his life and his highlights and his opinion about the really important things in life with us. If you are in the MixCon in Munich, let me know. It would be great meeting you there. Um, it would also be great sharing, if you share this interview with people that you think could have a benefit of what Timo said. Maybe you've got friends that or who just build up their career. And I would be so grateful if you could rate this podcast on iTunes, if you're just listening to it on iTunes, because then even more people can find this podcast and can benefit from what our interview guests say in the interviews and find out about great travel destinations around the world and connect with a great community of techno and travel lovers. So, thank you for listening. Stay tuned until next Tuesday. Rock and roll and stay tuned.